Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's just gone at 2 o'clock. It is transfer deadline day. I'm Andrew Muscove, joined by a Newcastle United editor, Aaron Stokes. We are live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter and it'll be on the podcast channel later on. So just bear that in mind for when you are listening on there. Drop us a like on the good old podcast channel and a subscription on the YouTube channel, please. And leave us a written and review if you get the chance. As we said there, transfer deadline day. And of course, the little matter of the second leg of the EFL Cup semi-final against Southampton, which we will touch on towards the end of the show. But we know people watching, people listening, they want to know all about transfers. Aaron, what is the latest with Newcastle United? We expect John Joe Shelby to be announced imminently at Nottingham Forest, which leaves Newcastle United desperately short. I think in my view, I think in your view, most people watching this desperate short in midfield. Will they find a replacement for John Joe Shelby before the deadline? It's looking more and more unlikely. I think, you know, we're what we're eight, nine hours away from the deadline as we're speaking. At the moment, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get anyone over the line. I mean, these things can move very quickly, and because Newcastle are looking more for a loan than a than a transfer, you never know if someone's going to pop up late. But all the targets that they've been trying to, you know, get a deal done for in the last couple of days seem to have fallen flat. The likes of Sander Burge the likes of Conor Gallagher. So they are at this moment in time very, very short in the centre of midfield. You mentioned there, Sandler Burge, it's believed that Newcastle would like to go for a loan first and then look at maybe signing them permanently mm-hmm. in the summer. Sheffield United don't want to do that. It seems Fulham have, 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 or at least on the same page in terms of wanting a permanent transfer, whether the fees being agreed is still remains to be seen. But why are Newcastle taking that approach, do you think? Because you look at the squad list and I don't think it's it's no surprise to anyone that they are already short before Shelby leaves. They become really short if Shelby leaves. You want injury, one suspension, one out of form run from a crisis, really, I, I would say. I don't think that's too strong. Is it now not the time to make a move or do you think there's something larger at play? Are they are focusing on the summer, they are focusing on that financial fair play and trying to stick within the... The, the, the restrictions of it. I think they're firmly focused on the summer and it's been the case all month. That's why they spent most of the month on a watch and brief without really making a move. They've been reactive rather than proactive in the last couple of days in the sense that Chris Wood left and all of a sudden they went and bought Gordon. Now Shelby's going and they're back in the market for a midfielder. Eddie Howe touched on it yesterday in his press conference and he, and he hit the nail on the head. They don't want to go out and just sign players for the sake of it. Um, 
even though they're going to be, you know, a bit light. Maybe they're thinking it's that because Gordon's came in, Jolton can drop back into central midfield and they've got the, technically an extra body there. I still think they're very, very short in that area of the pitch. Um, but I think ultimately that, you know, they know the summer is going to be a huge overhaul. They've spent 200 million in the last 12 months. They was always going to be a, a quiet month this month and they are now, you know, we're at panic stations now and I think they're trying their best not to panic you know, when they, when they think they might be able to get away with it. Uh, Ross says, what about Conor Gallagher? Do you think we will get him? Now, we know Newcastle have had a long-standing interest in Conor Gallagher. They've watched and they clearly like him. You know, he impressed on loan at Crystal Palace. You know, and Newcastle were also trying to get him last January. He chose to go to Palace. It's, it's widely believed. This time around, reports suggest Newcastle like him again this January. He has rejected a possibility of a move to Everton. And if he is to leave Chelsea, he would like it to be Newcastle United. Unfortunately for Newcastle United, they are well ahead of Chelsea in the Premier League table. They are seen as a direct rival, um, which I think is maybe a bit of a stretch, actually, because Newcastle are so far ahead of Chelsea. But, you know, I can understand that claim. And that's why Chelsea are very unlikely to let Conor Gallagher go to a team who will keep them out of the top four. Yeah, Eddie Howe touched on it in the summer that, you know, the clubs around them in the Premier League were very, very reluctant to help them out in the summer window. And that's just, you know, multiplied tenfold this time around because of how well Newcastle are doing in the league. Conor Gallagher may well leave Chelsea this weekend um, because, sorry, this uh, today because of their squad and how bloated it is and the fact that they might be going out and getting Enzo, Fern uh, Enzo Fernandes from Benfica. But it's more likely that he probably joins a, a team around Everton, Palace, Leicester, one of those teams rather than Newcastle because Chelsea seemingly aren't willing to do business with um, Newcastle at this moment in time, which is a shame because on the face of it, that looks like quite a good deal they could do. I think the player would fit in Eddie Howe's style. Um, but as I say, Chelsea are just not in the mood to, to give them any sort of help in the Premier League. But again, it would appear that if that deal was to happen, it would be a loan with an obligation potentially to buy in the summer. Um, the interesting thing is, is that the perception of Newcastle United outside of Tyneside is the richest club in the world. You've got Chelsea spending like there's no tomorrow. And what you have is Newcastle in a really strong position here. You know, you go out and you spend X amount of money on one or two players, you could really strengthen your squad and pretty much secure top four. Some might say if you don't do that in the remaining hours, you, 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 you're gambling a bit, you're rolling the dice. But... Others might say, well, it's in a sensible approach, you know, because Newcastle aren't going to go out and spend all this money this 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 January and risk what they can spend in the summer. They have a plan. Yes, they might move it forward in terms of when they go and get the players, but largely spending like there's no tomorrow isn't part of that plan. No, definitely. And, and as I touched on this month, they're in quite a luxurious position in the sense that they're third in the table. This current crop of players has got them there. It's potentially got them to a League Cup final if they get through tonight. There isn't really that need to say, right, we definitely need to go out and strengthen like there was when Wood left. Um, how I think they thinks they can probably get away with it if you can keep Anderson fit, if you maybe move someone like Rich into centre. I mean, I, I don't know, but clearly um, it's not the end of the world if they don't get a deal in the day, I don't think, but they are very short. Um, it would become potentially the end of the world if... Bruno picks yeah, up this, this is the thing. And... You, you're gambling really on the fitness of those four or five players that are, are going to be sort of backbone in the middle. But as you say, they can't go out and keep spending all this money every single window. They spent so much last year. Um, 
They've had no corporate sponsorship really come in. They've got no new kit sponsor. All these things we talk about, about managing FFP, it's still the exact same as it was last week. Um, it just so happens that Forrest seemed to have caught them on the hop again by saying, we really want Shelby. And the player himself saying that he wanted the move, which is sort of forced Eddie Howe's hand again. Now David says the midfield needs to stay fit for the remainder of the season, but it is a gamble, hopefully no injuries. Yes, that's what we're hoping on. And you know, they may get to the end of the season without any injuries, but this is football and every now and then uh, an injury does seem to crop up. One man who has signed is the man you can see behind me if you're watching live, Harrison Ashby from West Ham. Uh, Aaron, it kind of fits into what Dan Ashworth was saying on this on uh, Sky Sports a couple of weeks back about not constantly going out and spending loads and loads of money about looking towards the, the, the youth ranks and buying them players who they can develop and then throw into the first team. This chap has only played a handful of times for the West Ham first team. Mm-hmm. Um, held in high regard, David Moyes wanted to keep him. Newcastle have gone and got him for what, about three, four million, you know, which isn't the biggest outlay. Potentially, though, when you look at it, it's maybe a big outlay in terms of his experience and his age, but clearly someone they like. And again, it just fits into that plan of what Dan Ashworth and anyhow want to do at Newcastle. And that is, you know, develop their own players rather than having to go out and spend 40, 50 million on, a, on you know, seasoned pros. 100%. And anybody who watches or listens to this podcast knows, you know, I've been really, really wanting them to sign a backup right back all month. And they've luckily went out and done that. And I think... The fact that you've got Kieran Trippier in that position, a player who's never really going to lose a spot, Ashworth's right. You can't go out and you know keep buying players for the here and now. It's a perfect opportunity to go out and buy a youngster. Um, and a youngster that they've wanted for a while, they've clearly done their homework on him, despite the fact he's only played seven senior games for West Ham. And as you touched on there, David Moyes coming out last night, very, very good to lose him. They tried everything they could to keep him at West Ham, both in the summer and this month, to try and get him to sign a new contract. Um, but, you know, Newcastle was, you know, he wanted to move in the summer. He's finally got it now. And it just fits, a, you know, it's a really nice hole that they needed fit in. And they've signed, you know, the perfect type of player, I think, to fill it. And um, we've got David again in the comments here making an excellent point, which I think most people will agree with. And this point I've been making as well at the start of this episode is, remember the panic, he says, when Bruno went off with his ankle? That's when we had Shelby. So even we were in shorter now, he says, about the club and how, but it's risky. It's Hayden or Henrik. Uh, got a release clause. I mean, do you want to address those two points? I mean, we kind of addressed the first one. It is a gamble. It is a risk. And they are shorter when Shelby leaves. Yeah, I mean, Hayden is obviously out with a knee injury. He won't be back for a while. Jeff Hendrick, I don't, I don't believe, has a release clause. Certainly Isaac Hayden definitely doesn't. Um, so those two are definitely off the table. The, whoever made that comment there, David, is, is absolutely right. We were having this conversation last week when Shelby was close to coming back to fitness and we still said they were going to be like then so now you know they're looking even more stretched as i said earlier do you have to then move somebody into that position fabian share goes and sits at the base of the defense or uh, at the not base of the midfield but no but i'm not saying that's the that's the answer but i'm just saying does how look at that squad and think we can probably maneuver one or two of these players so that if we don't get anything over the line today we've got willick Bruno, Joelinton, Longstaff, Anderson when he's fit, and then maybe one or two that could maybe fill in. That's maybe why that's they're reluctant to go out and spend today um, when they feel like they maybe need to. But ultimately, you know, as I said, we've been saying it all month, they are desperately short in midfield, and Shelby 
just you know causes more problems in that department. Big big opportunity for Elliot Anderson if he don't manage to get anyone in. Fingers crossed that works out. Fingers crossed he gets past these little yeah. injuries he's been picking up because he's a clear clear talent and you know I'm sure you would relish the opportunity to help Newcastle secure top four football and a potential uh, piece of silverware. The other interesting bit is every time Eddie Howe has been asked about the transfer window, we we know we knew even before the window opened that he wanted to bring in a number six. He wanted someone just to kind of light the bat there and, and, and pick up, stop the attacks, you know, or rather start them for Newcastle, stop the opposition. You know, that's what he wanted. Obviously, the priorities moved uh, back and forth. It's disappointing he hasn't managed to get one, but he's always said the player has to be right. He said that about when Wood left, the player has to be right. Said that about Shelby, the player has to be right. Just how difficult do you think that's made um, the made the, the task of the likes of Steve Nixon and Eddie Howe to, to bring someone in where they're a clear talent, but also they fit into that squad without any issues? Yeah, difficult. I mean, I think luckily for Newcastle, they're all working in tandem. Nixon, Ashworth, Howe, all on the same page. I think it's very, very telling that they continue to be linked with players and by players that they've been you know, snub for six months earlier. Anthony Gordon, Harrison Ashby, two players they really wanted in the summer. Conor Gallagher, a player they really wanted, you know, 12 months ago, never mind the summer. So they're not put off. You know, we've seen it with Botman last year. We've seen it with Gordon. We might well see it with someone like James Monson in the summer where they just think now is the time to strike. Leicester obviously don't want to let the player go in January. He's going to probably cost a pretty penny um, with only a year left on his deal. So... It is hard, probably for Nixon to to find not only the talented players but the right character. But they've they've hit the jackpot so far. Every single player that's came in has bought in at the ethos, worked hard. You know, completely believes in Eddie Howe. Harrison Ashby's interview today was brilliant. Um, and if anybody hasn't watched it, I would recommend it. And he said the reason he wants to join Newcastle, despite being an East End lad and coming from London, is he's seen what Eddie Howe can do with Kraft and Joel and players, and he thinks he can take players from here up to another level and he wants to do that so everyone that they've bought so far has bought into it and I think you know you've got to have total faith in the uh, in the scouting team for the players they've been finding David's got the hat-trick of comments here I don't <laughs> think that's happened before where I put three of the air comments from the same person on the row are the black and white shirts done on purpose uh, you know I'm going to argue I, that's a little yeah, bit needy, I think, isn't it I think the quality of our webcam in this in this studio is, is quite poor so really it's it's navy navy blue and, and white but Maybe next next episode. No, no, we'll have to go purpose, black and white. But, yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to quite stretchy, don't we? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think the other thing is, well, what's refreshing is that the, the transfer team know exactly what they're looking for. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Whereas under Mike Ashley, everyone was kind of pulling in different directions. You know, you look back at when Rafa Benitez, you obviously wanted workhorses, you wanted what have you, but. That didn't really fit into what Mike Ashley wanted, so you, I think that's really refreshing. That I think, you know, if they don't get anyone else in, it'll be kind of a, a group decision. This, you know, this person isn't right, that person isn't right. We'll go back in the summer, and that's that's key because they're building for the future. I mean, David as well. Should we, we'll give him the fourth? He's got four in this uh, this podcast. Here we go. There are other people watching, by the way, and if you are watching, get into the comments. Uh, David says other clubs don't want to do business with us either. That's another issue. And that goes back to the Conor Gallagher mm-hmm. uh, interest, don't, doesn't it? I mean, Newcastle are in such a position now that teams just don't want to lend their players to them or sell them unless it's for a massive premium. And then you can, from 
other teams' perspective, totally understand why. I think if the shoe was on the other foot, if the likes of Manchester City came in and wanted to do business for Bruno or Botman, you know, it's totally understandable that Newcastle United fans would be very disappointed in it. Gone are the days when Newcastle could probably pinch a Liverpool or Manchester United player on loan when they needed to. Um, but it's why the club are setting up these, you know, extensive scouting networks in clubs like Portugal and Brazil, so that they can find young talent. And um, you know, anybody who came to the the live event and did the other night, this point was made. But yeah, I think it was Kieran and Kerry that made it. He said that the club in a couple of years don't want to be paying, you know, hundred million pounds per player ever because they want to nurture these players through. So. On one hand, yes, Newcastle United are going to struggle not being able to take players from other Premier League teams. But on the other hand, you know, they're clearly putting work in behind the scenes to make sure that they can overcome that hurdle, you know, by scouting the best players from outside the Prem. Right, I'm going to just read you some names, some rumours. And a few people mentioned James Madison. So all the names I'm mentioning here, I'm talking about today. In the next few Is hours. This- are they going to sign them okay. today or have the interest? So, James Madison. Not today. Not today. The Sun have linked Newcastle with Calvin Phillips, but when it's our man, so you're not going to let him go. I mean, yeah. that would be, that would fit, I think, the profile. Yeah. But I don't think he's that fit. He's still recovering from that injury. And I don't think Man City are going to let him go. Now, Jack Housen's quite an interesting one. There's again interest, previous interest in him. Could you see Newcastle making a late move for him? He's been linked with a move to Leicester City in the remaining hours, which then gets everyone excited about James Madison. <laughs> I don't think the two are necessarily linked. Of course, they've let or, or letting Iosi Perez go. I don't know if he's left yet, has he? Uh, he hasn't at the moment, but I think he is you know, on the cusp of going. He said so, he was last week. Not as your Iosi Perez? No? no. No? Not for me. I'm joking. <laughs> um, Jack Harrison, though? Um, it's Harrison's an interesting one because obviously it looks like Leicester are, are really pushing to, to sign him today, which feels like quite a weird move. I always thought Harrison would, you know, take that step up after how well he's been playing for Leeds. I don't think Newcastle United would go from today purely because of the position that he's in. I think long term he, he would have been a very good addition if they'd been able to get him in the summer. Um, but I couldn't see that one happening today. It'd be a big, big price tag, I would imagine as yeah. well. Um, and you know, after that, I'm not really sure there's any any names because we don't want to just list players for list and sake we, you know, we're, we're trying to you know bring you guys um in live analysis and reaction to to real potential signs we're not just going to list anyone just for the sake of it and i think outside that pool we've just mentioned there the ones that we know newcastle have looked at previously or even this month um you know there's not really anyone that stands out and that's even despite the fact that i think they need another striker mm-hmm. and they need another midfielder. But it's clear that they've got this list they want to work from. And you're right, some of the names you've mentioned there, if it doesn't come off in the, in the next few hours, you, you will probably see them linked and maybe even signed in the summer. Yeah, I think the summer's you know, destined to be very, very busy. Um, because if Newcastle United are you know, playing either Champions League or Europa League or even Europa Conference League football, they're going to need you know a squad of 18, 19 real first team quality players and then you know youngsters that are, are going to be able to back it up they're going to need a very big squad to cope with the demand of two potentially even three games a week at some stages um so yeah in an ideal world i know you've obviously wanted another striker in wood's gone i imagine have they got same. enough sitting here right now have they got enough up front yeah i think they do just those two because what's your, your, your backup is playing st maximum 
or Gordon. Joe Linson. Or I think I think between Isaac Wilson and Gordon slash Maxi, I think you've got enough down the middle there. I I do. I think between now and the end of the season, you've got enough. What's what's that saying? Forcing forcing a, a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, but at the same time that. <sighs> It's the conversation that, I mean, we've debated about this for a month, haven't we? Who is going to come in now? I mean, with what, eight hours to go? It's not going to happen. But even if you're talking two or three days ago, who is going to come in and say, right, well, I'm potentially going to be third choice here unless you go out and buy a youngster, which I think is what they've they've set a Gordon. He can play anywhere across the front three. He he did play there for Everton. I know it's not his, his natural position, but they clearly seen enough of him there to think that, Obviously, he's not a like-like replacement with Wood, but he can probably do a job if needed. So, I think between now and the summer, they'll be they'll be okay in attack. It's just midfield I'm a bit bit conscious about. Ned says, "What about James Ward-Prowse? Would he not be a good fit?" <sighs> I feel like you've paid for this comment to be added because you've been I love James banging that drum. I mean, all on, month. what a talented person! As long as he doesn't do it tonight, he has an <laughs> absolute shocker. Then I'll be, I'm, I'll still be. Um, his biggest fan. I think he's absolutely brilliant. But no, look, he's going to cost a lot of money. He's not going to want to leave Southampton at this point when he's, you know, he's, he's captain them and hopefully, from his point of view, to safety in a League Cup final. In the summer, you could see him moving. Not, I'm not saying necessarily to Newcastle, but you can see clubs coming in for him because he's clearly a talent. 28 years old. His best years are probably just beginning now. A few better free kick tickers in the Premier League. Yes, you're all going to shout. I doesn't say a trip yet, but I'd say they're on par. Absolute workhorse in the in the centre, but I not not a chance that's happening in the next few. Hours. It might be worth Newcastle just lodging a cheeky bid in the next six hours, maybe just to get him to go on strike, or just to mess with his head a little bit before tonight's game, just so he's sending those free kicks into the stands rather than the goal. But yeah, fantastic player, but uh, but again, you know, one that hasn't really been linked, but he would be a fantastic addition. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do the remaining hours of this window hold, though, for Newcastle United? Is it a case that you know? What do you expect? Are you expecting them to sign anybody? I mean, I'm opening myself up to to some abuse here later on, but at this moment in time, I'm leaning towards the fact this is it for incomings. Are they trying? Do you believe? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, they've they've had inquiries in. We know the last couple of days they've been on Gallagher and. Uh, Burger, we know that the, you know behind the scenes they've they've had this small group of players, and you know, I've even seen this morning the likes of Oliver Skip and Douglas Louise linked. Um, as to you know, as to the, whether there's any truth in that, I'm not too sure. But it, you know, those are the type of players that would fit the you know the profile. You could get them in on loan. You know, they're not expendable to their clubs. Um, so I think they're trying, but I just think have they left it a little bit too late? Shelby's. You know, exit has, has really scuppered things in the sense that if Shelby had stayed, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation about the being light. There would still maybe be a bit, a bit short, but you'd be you'd have a lot more faith that they'd have enough bodies in. So, I think from now till the deadline, two or three exits, one arrival at a push. But at the moment, I'm, I'm struggling to see who that would be. 
Yeah. You look around, obviously Chelsea have strengthened, Liverpool have brought in a couple, Arsenal look like they're about to sign Jorginho. Do you see what the teams around them have done? You know, Spurs have gone and bought Dan Juma. Do you see those teams around Newcastle having, have they strengthened well enough to stop Newcastle's assault on the top four? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine so. I think Dan Juma, very good player. I'm sure a lot of people watching and listening to this would have fancied him at Newcastle given, you know, how he's worked with Howe in the past. But I don't think you really look at any of those teams and think they've done enough across the last month to, to derail Newcastle. And I think at the same time, I don't look at this Newcastle window and think, right, they haven't done enough to, you know, to, to guarantee them European football this year. I think Isaac coming back is going to be a huge boost. Gordon's arrival gives them, you know, added depth in a position that really needed it. Competition for Maxi, I think the only thing you look at is if they can just get one more body over the line in midfield, it would just give you a little bit more peace of mind. But I, I don't think looking at the other teams, Newcastle should be worried about their business. If you could have your pick of anybody and fees, um, not an issue, wages, they want to come, a realistic pick, I'm assuming it'll be between Gallagher and uh, Berge. Who would you be picking? Um, probably Conor Gallagher. I think he's more versatile. I think he offers you know, a lot more. He can play out wide. Been playing quite well for Chelsea this year. Graham Potter clearly likes him. I think he would probably be the pick. But in the summer, if they still haven't signed him, I think all roads point back to James Madison. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. It just feels like there's an air of inevitability about him joining the club, given how long it's rumbled on for. So keep the powder dry and then go all out for him in the summer, I think. Of course, boosted by the money they're expected to get in from Chris Wood and from John Joe Shelby, which all, all helps in the summer. Yeah, definitely. And look, I think Chris Wood was all set to say at Newcastle until Forrest launched, you know, a very attractive financial offer for him. I think the similar case with Shelby, also the fact that both players obviously wanted the move, but Newcastle have had to start getting some big wages off the books and they've done that this month. So yeah, it's not all negative. They have signed the man behind us. Uh, Harrison Ashby. So great to see. We want to watch for the future. They have Cy Anthony Gordon, who could make his debut against West Ham on Saturday. He will be, I think, in the stands tonight. So that'll give them another boost as well. Not that they'll need it. Um, you know, tonight's going to be absolutely rocking. Are you nervous yet? You know, as the day goes on, I'm starting to get a, a little bit more shaky. I know I'm not as nervous as you yet, but you, we see, it's sort of, you know, forgotten that. They've got a semi-final tonight because we've been so focused on uh, yeah, who they're bringing in. I mean, yeah. I've, I've gone to bed thinking about it. I've woken up thinking about it. You've been you've been having sleepless nights for two, three weeks, haven't you? You've yeah. been in the doghouse for how much you've been worrying about it. I just can't. I mean, this is like such a massive opportunity, and um, you know, we're very privileged to be you know reporting on on on, on, on tonight's game. But as fans, as a fan, I'm I've got cup fever. I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily think I like it either. Yeah, I think the the closer we get to kick off, the more the nerves will kick in. And I'm just hoping that a nice, nice start of the game, straight out the traps, early goal, settle the nerves a bit. Of course, war flags. They said they have gone back to basics. There's going to be waivers and across all the seats. So pick one up if you're there. Make it a proper good spectacle. They're going to have the scarves going. They have the DJ shack as well. Half an hour before. 
uh, kick off. We all looking forward to that. I am. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be. Um, hopefully, we'll get the atmosphere bouncing in and jumping. See what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Very good. Even more. Um, let's just quickly then talk about the the potential team tonight. Well, first of all, say what we would do, and then we'll say probably in the answer what we think anyhow we'll do. I think we're in agreement that if it was you and I picking the team, yeah, it would be Isaac to start. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Maxi to start. Oh, no. I Not for you. I, right? I would no. take Maxi okay. to start in place of Willick, but you would keep the rest as is. Yeah. Right. What will Eddie Howe do? I think he goes unchanged from last yeah, week. Yeah. If we know anything about Eddie Howe, he doesn't change a winning team. And and I think it's a, it would be a big gamble for him because he doesn't take those risks very often for him to change it in the second leg of the semi final that they're 1 0 up in. So I, I think we'd see Wilson from the start tonight. How easy do you think it is for Eddie Howe to not be distracted by what's happening, you know, in the boardroom regarding transfers? Because it's it's a it's a bit of a strange one, is it, to have such a momentous occasion happening on the same day as a, a deadline transfer deadline day when you know your, your your team, if they wanted to, could be active and are trying to be active if the right deal comes along. You know, I, I suspect he, he's actually very good at that. He can he'll he'll be quite easy. He'll quite easily just shut it off. Not most managers could do that though. From every time we've spoken in the last couple of weeks, you get the same answer, and that is, it, what usually happens is we go to a pre-match press conference on a Friday, and you know he's asked about transfers, and he says, "Well, you know, I'm focused on the game." Then we go into the post-match press conference after the game. We say, "Right, have you got any update on transfer?" He goes, "Well." I haven't looked at my phone. I've been focused on the game. So he, he generally does, you know, solely focus on the game. He's got Ashworth and Nixon as a team behind him focusing on transfers. So I don't think for how personally it'll be, you know, too much of a distraction today. So there'll be no phone calls well, picking up, send you on him? You want him? No? Yeah, we might. If we see him on with a phone on the touchline, we might maybe think uh, there's a late deal coming. Lee says he's actually star for me. He needs game time to show his ability. The game is perfect for him. Roger says, I think unchanged, but he personally would start Isaac. Um, and there's quite a few people saying Isaac for them would start. Let me just get this final one here. I'd have Max and Isaac to start to kill the game from the start and bring Wilson on there, which is my kind of way of thinking about it. But I agree, I don't think um, I will change it. Just finally, outgoings, because there's a lot of players who were linked to outgoings, but I think it's kind of been said, hasn't it, that while Newcastle would maybe be open to letting the likes of Fraser and Matt Ritchie go, there's not necessarily suitors to take them. Yeah, look, at the start of the season, if you'd have given me one name that I thought was going to be leaving Newcastle, I think it was Ryan Fraser, you know, given that he's fit, not match fit, but he's, he's not injured. Sorry, did you say start of the season, start of January? Sorry, start of January, sorry, I is, what I, is what I meant. Um, he's, he's fit, he's not injured, he's... Struggling to get the match day squad. Eddie Howe doesn't seemingly have an answer when we're asking him questions about them. Um, but yeah, I think any any outgoings at the moment we look like we know are happening. Carl Dollar was done as soon as that full time whistle goes, barring any you know surprises or injuries, he will join Hull. George Shelby has completed his medical at Forest. He's going. Um, apparently going to be back at the stadium tonight to say his goodbyes, which is a nice touch. I think, give him the, the lap of honour. Hopefully. Um, and then you may be looking at a couple of another 21 players. I know the likes of um Bondswell were being looked at earlier in the week. You know, you know, things have seemed to be going quiet on that, but it, it does look like you know, all the outgoings 
that we know of or, or is what's going to be happening tonight. Interesting, because there, there is a few players you think they would like to get off the wage bill and just open up a few spaces, and maybe that'll have to happen in the summer when their valuation will be will be maybe a bit less. We've got Jordy two for life saying, I hope Eddie doesn't change it. He sticks with the winning form, so why change and disrupt how we play, which is, I think, the reason we're saying we don't think he would change it. Just finally then, I just want to get your take on Anthony Gordon and his meeting with Kieran Trippier and Fabian Shah. I'm sure you guys have all seen the uh, the video on the Newcastle United YouTube account where, uh, where Jason Tindall introduces... Anthony Gordon to Kieran Trippier makes a light remark about wanting to get the boxing gloves on and finish the, shall we say, disagreement Trippier had with Gordon when Everton faced Newcastle last James's Park. He then introduces him to Fabian Share, where Jason Tyndall says something along the lines of, he doesn't ever get angry. Fabian Share then says, well, I was only protecting my players. Anthony Gordon then responds, it's all very lighthearted and responds, well, hopefully you'll do that for me now. And Fabian Share, with the most fantastic response, goes, "Well, you'll have to deserve it first. And I just, I just cannot stop watching. It is a brilliant five-minute clip. Go and find it if you haven't. But what I took away from that, and it was all, again, I'll repeat, it was all very light-hearted. It was all tongue done in jovial, yeah. tongue-in-cheek. But there is an underlying message there: is that this team has that this unity that you. You know, you put on the black and white shirt and, and you are is one. And it gives a little bit of insight into the kind of player that Eddie Howe and Steve Nixon are looking for when it comes to Newcastle United. That that you, you fight for each other, you fight for the cause, and you have to earn the right to be within within that little group. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was, you know, fantastic content seeing Gordon meeting them. I think we were all waiting for that reunion with Trip, yeah, that reunion with Cher, and it obviously didn't disappoint. Um Typical Fabian Share, you know the so cool. the, the the bodyguard of the team, um, but yeah, look, fantastic to see. I think it's good to see that they're all, you know, they've all welcomed them seemingly with open open arms. I'm sure they they will have a good joke about that in the coming weeks. But I think it was very very good of Gordon as well to say, you know, he acknowledged it and he said that, you know, I probably have to, you know, win the fans over, and he does in a sense because I know that opinion has sort of changed since he signed at the start of the window. Everybody was saying I'm not too sure now. You know the weather sort of changed and fans are behind them. I think that's um, down to the content. The but no, one hundred percent. I think his first interview really set the tone. He said all the right words. The content the club have put out. You know, the the players are clearly you know uh, behind them. The fans should be as well. So well, I've got the quote here about that, and he says, "I met them and we had a little joke about it. I respect them so much." They were fighting for their team. Same with me. Hopefully, we can do that together now. I always give everything for the badge I'm playing for, and I won't apologise for that. And that quote, if you're a Newcastle United fan, you're jumping up and down here on that because that is exactly what you want here. Not just from a new player, not just because it's brilliant here from him, but also because that's exactly what every single member of that squad does right now. And for a new player to be saying that, coming in and actually understand... Do you know what? He hasn't actually probably had time to understand it, so he's kind of seen it off his own back, which mm-hmm. is actually even better because he, he's only been here, what, a couple of days. There's no no way he's understood it in that time. So to be saying that without settling it in, I think that's... I mean, I'm over the moon at that. Definitely, and yeah, as I say, he said all the right things in, in his first interview. I thought it was a very, very mature interview for a 21-year-old. I thought his goodbye statement actually to Everton was really, really respectful, given, you know, obviously the way it, it ended from there. 
you just got to hope you can back it up on the pitch now. He's been talking about there how the, the weather has changed on people's opinions about Anthony Gordon. You know what's coming? Shall I remind you about what you said last week? I'll, I'll clarify what I said last week for, for those who haven't listened to the pod. And I said, I don't think he's the man that drags Newcastle United to the top four. I'll stand by that. Although I will admit that I'm slightly more open to the deal now. I think it's a lot of money. It's a bit of a gamble, but it's a deal for the long-term future. I think there's a player there to be unlocked if Eddie Howe can work his magic. I think we could have a real, real player on our hands. I still just don't think though at this moment in time, you he's look at him star. thinking he's going to walk straight into that first team, £40 million, they're going to you know, be winning games week in, week out with them in the team. I think it'll be a slow burner. And I actually think, in my heart of hearts, it'll be a similar case of what he did with Bruno. Wait and wait and wait until you think he's ready and then you throw him in the team. Well, Chris saying, definitely when they put the badge on, you give 100%, let's hope he does. We've got David saying he'll give 100% for the club, and that's all we ask. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one goes. Great to see everyone is welcomed so so nicely. Given that he is, as you see, Aaron, there, only 21. It's yeah. a big, big move for him from a club where he's been since he was 11 years old, moving from home. It's a long way to go. I know they get paid all this money and what have you, but you know when, when you, you strip everything back, he's still just a young lad. It, it is a massive move for him. So good to see uh, the squad welcome him in. Right. We're going to sign off now. We may be back later. We'll definitely be back after full time tonight. Um, how is tonight going to go? I said it the other night. I'll say it again. I think they win tonight, two or three nil. Then we're all we're all partying tonight in the air on the streets of Tyneside. There we have it. Well, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep it with all the latest Newcastle United news, including a dedicated live transfer blog where we will bring you all the rumours, gossip and hard stories from the remaining hours of this transfer window. And then we'll bring you live coverage of Newcastle's second leg against Southampton in the EFL Cup through our live blog. Aaron, Lee, Kieran up at the ground, bringing you the best in opinion analysis of the game. And we'll bring you all the reaction closure of the window and fingers crossed Newcastle's win which sends them to Wembley let's keep everything crossed lads this has been everything is black and white podcast thank you very much for tuning in hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.